Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Mets Spring Training Broadcast. I'm Ed Coleman. Pete Alonzo has center stage all to himself today. Pete usually has a good quote, and he had one today. Actually, he had several of them, as a matter of fact. But when he was asked about the new baseball that's being introduced this year, which is supposed to restrict the travel of the ball a little bit, Pete was asked if he was concerned about that, and he said, hey, if I hit it on the sweet spot, it's going to go a long way. Believe that, Pete. I believe it, that's for sure. (laughs) Alonzo had a tough year last year, and he didn't swing all that much outside of the zone. He just did not do the damage that he did back in 2019 on pitches in the zone. It was kind of confusing and and, uh, kind of a year that really confused him a little bit. But he was asked if he had an explanation at all for what went wrong in 2020. Yeah, I just uh, I just wasn't on time consistently, and um, and for me, I think that um, in summer camp, I, I for me, I just uh, I didn't get enough at bats that I would usually get in a regular spring training, and um, yeah, I, I scuffled uh, at the start of the season, and um, and then once once I kind of got rolling a little bit, we had a we had a five day. Um, we had a five-day quarantine, and then uh, it took me a while to get back going again. And once I finally got going, the season was over. And I think, uh, I mean, for me, the 60-game season, um, for me, I can't put too much merit in that because I know that um, – I know it's tough. I mean, last year it was a very abnormal year, and I feel like this is a – not just not just baseball, but – uh, for all of us, I think that this is a year of uh, resiliency. And for me, I, I'm just happy that we get to play 162 this year because for me, it's um, 60 games. I think uh, it doesn't necessarily. I, I don't know. It's it, to me, it's um, it's it's the kind of the the hand we were dealt. And for me personally, I think that over the course of a 162 game season, there's a ton of ebbs and flows, highs and lows. Um, but for me, I think that over the course of, uh, of 162 games, um, I'm, I'm going to be, I, I can't wait for that because, uh, I, I think for me, I, I prepare well, I work hard, I play hard and, uh, n- numbers necessarily weren't there in a 60 game season. And I feel like that, um, once I get rolling and once I get, um, get in the flow, get in the groove, um, over 162, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be in a, in a, really good uh, position to help this team win a lot of games. Pete surprised some people today because he's always been a very prominent social media presence, and he's enjoyed that. But he recently deactivated his social media accounts. Why do that, Pete? Well, for me, I think that real life and is, is just absolutely fantastic. And for me, I think life is a, is a blessing. It's something that I feel that a lot of people and sometimes including myself take for granted. And I want to spend every second um, like soaking in every single day because every single new day is is a blessing. And I feel like 
a lot of, especially like in wake of what happened last year. Um, there's a lot of things that I feel like that were kind of taken for granted. Like uh, in 2019, if you if you see everybody wearing this mask, you kind of scratch your head and be like, all right, what, what's going on? But there's a lot of new social norms that we kind of just that that are in place now that we took um, we took for granted. And for me, I just want to just be appreciative of every every single day, and I want to uh, just live live in real life, you know. Pete is a Tampa Bay native, and he's seen how much success his hometown teams have had recently. The uh, Lightning won the Stanley Cup, the Rays were in the World Series, and the Bucks and Tom Brady, well, they won the Super Bowl right in Tampa. Alonzo wants very much to see that happen in New York. I, I can't wait for, for that to happen to us. Like, the goal for us is to, is to be that last team at the end of the year. Um, and being able to see how, how much uh, the city of Tampa was buzzing and uh, it was just full of energy and exciting. And I, I can't wait for that uh, to happen in New York, um, starting, starting in Queens. I, I'm really excited for that. And, um, it, but, that's, that's, but to have that buzz, to have that energy, to have that, um, that swagger, that, that excitement, that's, um, that's a privilege. And uh, we got to start. I mean, it starts now, the attention to details and, and going out there competing our asses off and going out there and, and wanting to win and, and doing anything possible for for a win. Um, I, I think for us, I mean, that's that's the goal. And that being in that type of environment is a privilege. And um, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. That's going to be really special. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I hope. I hope all five boroughs turn into a massive block party uh, when we do it. Alonzo has missed one thing in particular, and that's you, the fans. He can't wait to see bodies back in the seats, the roar of the crowd, the excitement, the energy that exists between fan and player, even even if it's uh, on a limited basis. Alonzo really can't wait for it. Fans in the stands is is something that, um, I I don't know, there's, there's nothing like it. There, there's really nothing like it. It's something I can't really explain. Um, it's just a feeling where not only like in t- like playing on TV is just absolutely fantastic, but like being there in person by one swing of the bat or making a diving play, like or striking someone out, like you can make that many people in person smile, stand, clap, cheer, yell, even like just just by doing something and. I don't know. There's just something really special about that. Like, um, and, it, and for me, like hearing the child, uh, like, or hearing the crowd cheer, um, it's addicting. Like it's, it's the adrenaline rush that like, uh, like once I, once I heard like 40,000 people at city field, like go absolutely bonkers. Like that's an adrenaline rush that like, I, I'm, like, I'm addicted to, and I can't wait until it's packed out again like that. I mean, have it, if it's like 25%, 30%, like, I, I mean, I'm, I, I can't wait to hear people cheer again in person. Like, for me, it's, it's, it's addicting, and, um, and I, I, I love it. Right now, for baseball in 2021, there is no DH. That may change. If there is one, it will likely be Alonzo with Dom Smith playing first base. But don't tell Pete. He's simply a player with a bat in his hands. I'm a first baseman, um, and I'm a I'm a position player. I'm not a I'm not a DH. And for me, I think I I've worked too hard. Not like I don't want to be labeled as that because I've worked too hard and. And I feel like I have 
I have played well. Like in 2019, I played I played really good at first. I played really well at first base. Um, 2020, I I just had a I I didn't have my best year, uh, whether it be offensively or defensively. Um, but this year, I feel like that I have um, I I have a great opportunity, and I want to continue to to grow as a person and a player. And I feel like. I will never think of myself as a DH. I will always think of myself as a first baseman. The Mets have Chili Davis, their hitting instructor, back in person this year. He was in Arizona doing uh, working remotely last year because of uh, COVID protocols. And probably the guy most affected by his presence, well, by his lack of presence last season, was Alonzo. Pete and Chili have great communication between at-bats, and as Pete says, they really speak the same language. Having him there in, every t- in, in 19, having him there in the dugout, he, could, he was there for those in-game adjustments, and uh, his terminology is, to me, to me, it clicks. I mean, there's, there's people in this world, whether it be like teachers, professors, or um, like different, um, I, I don't care what profession you're at. If, if someone's trying to help you in their terminology, just doesn't click with you or doesn't jive, then, um, then it's, you're not going to get the most out of of what you're trying to accomplish. But for me, I I think that how Chile explains things, his method and his terminology, I mean, not only do we have a good like relationship, but his terminology really clicks. And for me, I think, um, it, it, it helps, it helps a lot having him here and I, I'm excited to have him back. And, um, I mean, I, I, He's, he's awesome. He's a great hitting coach and, um, it, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have him back. <laughs> Before Pete leaves, he's been an outspoken proponent for the black jerseys for the Mets unis. And he'd like nothing better than to see a blackout at City Field several times this year. I, I really hope that we get them because I, I think that, um, I think it'd be exciting. I mean, just to, just to have a, not just have like a different jersey, but I think we got to make it a thing. The Friday night blackouts. I mean, I I'm just picturing in my mind like everybody in the stadium, like with a blacked out jersey, and it just looks like a like I, I think it'd be so intimidating, and it, there's just sea of of black shirts out there in the in the, in the outfield um, with with like music banging out of the speakers, lights going, and and I, it. For me, I think that there it would bring a lot of swagger and a lot of moxie. And oh man, I, I just have this vision. I can't necessarily explain it all, but um, it's. I, I think it would bring a, a lot of excitement. I know the black jerseys are very polarizing, but I don't know why. I think they look awesome. I think they're they're great. And for me, I think when I think for me when I when I grew up and people and that grew up around my age. They used to watch like Al Leiter, John Franco, Mike Piazza, like, I mean, David Wright played in the black jerseys. Um, you had Jose Reyes, like back in the day, vintage, like you had so many of those like great Mets that wore those black jerseys. And I feel like that's so iconic. Um, and I don't know. I feel like Bring that swagger. Bring that swagger back. A couple of other notes for you before we go. Francisco Lindor playing DJ 
He asked his teammates to each contribute three songs to a playlist, and then the soundtrack is being played on the backfields where the players are working out and doing their drills. Kind of a cool idea, and Lindor taking leadership role or a leadership role right away with this club. He's uh, really gotten around quite a bit, and uh, just his presence and his enthusiasm is easy to see in Metcamp. Carlos Carrasco arrived in camp, so there are just two players now missing. They're both utility men. Brandon Drury is one, Wilfredo Tovar is the other, and they're both expected in camp sometime over the weekend. And Matt Dendecker, remember him? He's returned to the Mets, not as a player, but as an instructor on the minor league side. He'll be an outfield and base running coordinator on the minor league side. Dendecker had a six-year career in the majors, Tigers, Nationals, and he spent three of those years with the Mets. Matt Dendecker is back, and we're back tomorrow with another Mets spring training uh, podcast, so tune in then. I'm Ed Coleman. Have a good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.